Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Here is a swing and a drive toward left field and deep. Oh, boy. It is gone off the reservation. Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Man, that ball got out of here in a hurry. If anything travels that far, I'd have a damn stewardess on it, don't you think? On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'd like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. You can't put it well, Rhino sure did. 39 years ago today, Ryan Sandberg in the Sandberg game. We celebrated that at the start of the program, and now it's time to talk a little more baseball. Darren Pritchett with you from our studios. We've got South Bend Cubs broadcaster Brendan King live right behind home plate at Four Winds Field, getting set to call the South Bend Cubs and the Fort Wayne Tin Caps tonight, 645 pregame on WSBT Radio. And we've got... First pitch at 7.05. Beautiful night for a ball game in downtown South Bend. Gosh, BK, I remember I had to teach you about what Morgana was years ago. <laughs> so I know you weren't around for the Sandberg game, but I'm sure mom and dad probably remember that game very, very well. Well, the Morgana lessons were very <laughs> educational. I can tell you that from, yeah. from way back a couple of years ago. No, I, you know, my mom will be the first to tell anybody she had a just the biggest crush on Ryan Sandberg. Uh, so she'll always remember the Sandberg game. And actually, here's a little quick story for you, Darren, that's pretty sure. cool. Uh, my grandpa celebrated his 91st birthday last year, and from the grandkids, uh, we got a Ryan Sandberg cameo video where, uh, if you're familiar oh, yeah. with that, a celebrity makes little videos for fans, and, they, you know, one or two minutes, you pay for them, you give the information. So my grandpa's favorite player is Ryan Sandberg, and Rhino made the video, and uh, you know, my grandpa's eyes just lit up. It oh. was awesome. And uh, I saw Rhino actually at Cubs convention last year. And uh, funny enough, Rhino remembered doing it. So uh, <laughs> as genuine of a guy as you're going to find oh. for sure. He was terrific when he was here for the Midwest League All-Star Game, which, my goodness, it's been four years mm. since that occurred here in downtown South Bend. Well, first got to ask you, Kate Horton sounds like he had a pretty good performance last night. The Cubs' first-round pick last year out of Oklahoma, five shutout innings. One pitch away, Darren, from an immaculate inning in the first. He struck out fellow first-round pick Jackson Merrill on three pitches to get it started. Did the same to Jacob Marcy. Then he got two strikes on Marcos Castagnon. And actually, on that strike two, Castagnon broke his bat, had to go get a new one. So there was a 45-second or so delay uh, between that 0-2 pitch, and then he singled. So I think if he doesn't break his bat, Darren, we see an immaculate first inning from Cade Horton. But (laughs) that would have just been the cherry on top. But... Yeah, six strikeouts. I mean, in three prior starts last month, he set a season and career high in Ks in three straight, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, Darren, we talked about this last time. I think he's the best Cubs pitching prospect since a carry water mark prior, and uh, he is going to get all the headlines in Chicago in the next couple of years because he's still only 21 years old. From the current South Bend Cubs pitching staff, bullpen or starter, a guy not named Cade Horton. Who is someone that you have your eye on 
that could possibly develop down the line and at the very least be a candidate for promotion to the big club a couple of years down the line? I really, really like Frankie Scalzo Jr., Darren, because he has done it all in every situation this year. He pitched in long relief to get the year started. First outing of the year, three no-hit innings. We took a no-hitter into the eighth that night. He's a tall, slender guy, big mustache, uh, and he doesn't. there's not a lot of meat on his bone, but he gets up mm-hmm. to 96 MPH, got the save last night, his fifth. So he started Darren in long relief. He's now going in short relief, and he's got three viable pitches that are really solid. Fastball 96, good slider, developing changeup. I like him a lot because, look, he's one of those guys, one of those bulldogs that called upon in any situation this year. He has performed, and he's also put up the numbers. He's been great. BK, I think maybe two conversations ago, which would have been three or four weeks ago, I asked you about Kevin Alcantara, the number three prospect in the Cup system. I'm going to ask about him again because his batting Mm -hmm. average has raised maybe 40 points since the last time I asked about him. His home run totals have doubled, now up to six. And I think you referenced the last time I asked about him. You don't want to throw him a fastball, and, and teams are challenging with breaking balls, so... Here comes the adjustment for a 19-year-old. I would assume some adjustments have been made. He's also become more patient, Darren, hitting 438 in his last five games. I actually just wrote these numbers down in my book. 317 in the month of June. And then here's what I point to, Darren. He's got 11 walks on the year, which by June obviously is not a great number. But five of those have come this month. So he's getting more comfortable at the plate. As you said, the power's coming along. And Lance Rimmel has been hitting him clean up consistently in the order over the last number of weeks. And especially after the promotions we saw earlier this week, Darren, where Moises Ballesteros comes up, 19-year-old catcher, a top 30 prospect. And Felix Stevens, who is just a massive human being, six foot five, 230 pounds, first hit as a South Bend Cub last night was a bomb. Now you got some power around Alcantara that pitchers have to really worry about along with the contact ability of an Ed Howard, of an Ezekiel Pagan, of a Kevin Mate. So this lineup, Darren, is definitely getting some more depth at the right time because the second half starts tonight. South Bend Cubs broadcaster Brendan King, my guest on WSBT Radio. A few years ago, the first-round pick was Ed Howard, a shortstop out of the Chicagoland area. And you can fill in the blanks, but I know he got injured last year, which has set him back a little bit, but now he's back on the field. Give me your thoughts on what you've seen in the return of Ed Howard. Well, he's still a very young player. He's still just 21, and he came back, Darren, looking a lot leaner and a lot stronger, kind of similar. Remember the comments we made about Jose Albertos when he came back in 2019? He sort of lost some baby fat, just got leaner, just got stronger. I think the same could be said about Ed Howard because, you know, he was playing high school baseball still just about three years ago. Um, And, you know, when you're developing from a high school body and you're going through that transition. And really, remember, Ed Howard right now still should be a junior in college. That's pretty crazy (laughs) to say since we're watching the College World Series. I think he's going to be just fine. The defense did not waver from that hip injury, which is great to see. And, you know, it's going to take a little bit just to get back in the true form because, to be honest with you, Darren, last year when he got hurt on that scary hip injury, he was just starting to come into his own. He was hitting about 250. I remember he had hits in six straight games, and we were making comments like, oh, here comes Ed, and then he got hurt. So a year and a month later, you know, the power is going to come along. He did have his first home run back with the Cubs last week, but I really like his ability to hit the other way. Watch BP today. He really worked on hitting the ball to right field, especially with line drives. Had a couple gappers to right center off of the machine. So uh, I like where he's at, and I'm excited for his future. 
Okay, for the second straight night, I'm going to play the I was wrong game. And last <laughs> night with John Nolan, the broadcaster from Fort Wayne, I said I wouldn't have guessed Jack Sawinski would have become a mm. major league player after watching him strike out so many times as a young kid playing low A ball in Fort Wayne. Now I'm going to say the same thing again tonight. I never would have guessed this guy would have been a major leaguer, and it's Andrew Monasterio, who was mm. a South Bend Cub. He was a guy that you could tell the Cubs – thought a lot of they put him in a lot of key spots in the lineup they played him a lot here in South Bend and what do you know a few weeks ago Milwaukee Brewers call up Andrew Monastero I had to look to make sure it was the same guy and it was I gotta admit didn't see that one coming no and actually Darren he was before my time he was in 2017 uh, but still I do remember watching highlights of him because my first year here I was just trying to learn about the team and learn about the the minor league system of the Cubs organization and he was a guy that popped up, and I remember he was traded for Daniel Murphy. So the Cubs at least got something pretty good out of Andrew Monasterio. I mean, Daniel Murphy was very important on the playoff run that did not happen in 2018. But who would have thought the Cubs acquire Cubs killer Daniel Murphy? And then, as you said, Andrew Monasterio now gets the call-up. Uh, I do remember seeing highlights of him. He definitely has gotten stronger over the years, which you expect too. So, yeah, I guess it just shows that similar to Sawinski, anybody from the minor league system, if they put the work in, they can go get it. Finally, I know you got to go here in a second, but no, the Chicago didn't. Cubs are three and a half games out of first place in the NL Central, despite being a couple of games under 500. But last two weeks, they have played excellent baseball. They just can't make up any ground on Cincinnati, who's won <laughs> 11 in a row. My, oh, my, how things have changed. At the start of the year, you looked at Cody Bellinger as someone you could flip maybe at the deadline for something for your future. All of a sudden, I tell you what, BK, they're in the middle of this, so guys like Stroman and Bellinger, it's going to be almost impossible to trade those guys. Now, it's amazing how the thinking has changed the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and Tom Ricketts uh, had some comments earlier today where, you know, he said the Cubs are going to identify as buyers, which I think is the hope of the entire fan base, right? And, you know, Jed Hoyer, he's got some decisions in front of him. Now, I, I put away anything with the Marcus Stroman extension comments. I think that has kind of been put to bed by by everybody because we haven't heard from Stroman since that point and really Jed has not commented since that point but I think you're seeing some guys in the order that just continue to develop fantastically we were talking about Chris Morrell before we went on the air here and you know as you just brought up who would have thought you'd be mentioning the Cincinnati Reds in that Mm. sentence that you're looking up at the Reds and uh, guys like Will Benson are hitting walk-off home runs and pairing well with Joey Votto and I've known Jonathan India. I've seen India. I saw him in the Cape League actually in 2016. I mean, that guy was a stud way back then too. So unreal pick by the Reds. I mean, Hunter Green has developed too. That's great to see because we called many of his starts together, Darren, when he was a Dayton Dragon. And uh, I I know health was a concern at that time too. So, no, I I think this is a fun weekend in London. Excited for, you know, our good buddy Miguel Amaya and guys like Justin Steele and Nico Horner to get that experience. And, you know, the Cubs are on the world stage with the Redbirds this weekend, and uh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, the, the London series, a little different, I guess, from from the NFL where they're going to send the Jacksonville Jaguars to London <laughs> twice this year. Did you read that? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Cardinals are the kind of the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of Major League Baseball so far this year, being 31 and 44. By the way, the Cardinals were 31 and 33 going into that Sandberg game mm. back in 1984, two years after winning the World Series. Wow. BK, I know you got to go. You got some duties there at the ballpark, but we'll be tuned in to South Bend Cubs baseball with you and Max at 6:45. Have a great call. We'll talk to you soon. 
Darren, I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you so much. That's Brendan King, one of the voices of the South Bend Cubs. It is 6-18. We'll go to break right now. More sports beat in a moment on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 